Welcome, one and all, to the Dice Crisis Podcast, Session Zero. Session Null. Null? <laughs> I was like, what's the Spanish for zero? I don't think I don't it's know there null. 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 We get what you mean. Zero is for the number zero. I'm zero. sitting, I am uh, the future GM of the story that we hope that you will listen to, uh, Allard the Rue, and I'm sitting here with my good friends, Eli Plunkett. Oh, you'll listen to it. Michael Waltz. Howdy. And Kyle Spurley. And you're going to love it. <laughs> and we're going to love it. So what we're going to do for you guys is we're going to record ourselves playing Pathfinder, a tabletop RPG. I assume that most people who are going to check this episode out or all the episodes out are going to be at least somewhat familiar with tabletop RPGs. And if not, go listen to the cut of Dan Harmon explaining it in Harmon Quest. He does a pretty good job. At that. <laughs> that is very true, though. Just intro to every episode. Should I not plug that, that kind no, of you stuff? Can, you can plug whoever the hell you want. All right. Well, uh, moving on, uh, we're going to be playing the Pathfinder Paizo Adventure Second Darkness, which was their third, third book, I think, they wrote. I have no idea. Uh, published in, like, fucking... 2008, I believe. And this was the fresh adaptation from 3.5, right? Yeah, this is, so this was still written when they were working for uh, Wizard, Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. So this is written in 3.5. I'm going to be converting it into Pathfinder 1st Edition on the fly. On the fly. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a great plan. So with that in mind, there's going to be a lot of Maybe flubs, rule flubs that we do. Absolute shit showing. But I don't know. I, I feel like we have a pretty good grasp on the rules. I and when things come into question, we'll typically make a ruling on it just at the table instead of spending our recording time looking it up. We do, uh, especially in the first episodes, because I don't use my laptop the entire like 10 or so episodes. Yeah, because we were running it off of it. Yeah. Well, and. I just gave it away that we have a bunch of episodes already recorded. We recorded through book 20, or not book, book 20. 20. <laughs> uh, the first book, uh, yeah, we recorded 20 through, episodes yeah, in that. yeah, about 20 episodes that we recorded to get the first book done for you guys in a nice, I don't know, concise manner. So we have some backlogs so we can, we can keep yes. up with the craving for content. Uh, what... Else. And you will crave it. You will crave it, hopefully. Bunch if of, we're doing our jobs right. Bunch of flesh-hungry, content-hungry mongers out there. Or your soon-to-be <laughs> favorite actual play podcast. Yeah, that's right. Soon-to-be for your new favorite. And with the rules, we're uh, we're dedicated to the story. Mm-hmm. So our, our big commitment here is making sure that we tell a good story that's concise with our characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we follow the rules, but sometimes... Yeah, in in the moment, we'll I'll I'll might I might set a DC just off the top of my head instead of like going and researching how thick that wall is and what its hardness should actually be and <laughs> how many hit points it's gonna have. Sometimes you just gotta punch through a wall. Yeah, sometimes you just let somebody punch through a wall on a nat twenty. You just gotta do it. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and other than just kind of a couple rules, things that we I usually say when I I feel like the rule might be this way, but I'm gonna rule it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Try. we have one. One, a single, I believe, third-party spell in there. I'm not going to tell yeah. you what it is or when it's going to yep. be, but I think it's cool enough. I didn't know that uh, Hero Labs automatically threw in a, a third-party uh, player campaign book that added it to our uh, spell list, so we didn't catch it until 
bitten. But it's a cool spell, and I think we're going to keep it. All that being said, we expect your hate mail. Yep. <laughs> Eli will be ready to read it. Yep. Roast yeah. us in the shatter comments. His, shatter his shatter my small little ego the way it is, yeah. standing like a ceramic porcelain doll atop a altar. <laughs> push it. Give it the little final push. Just send me hate mail every day, please. Yep. So now you know he who to listen it. for, I guess. And just, and we want you to send us mail about the things that we, we did wrong. Correct us, but know that we will not make the corrections until after book one. Yeah, All yeah. of your mm-hmm. complaints will be in vain for quite a while. <laughs> but we will take note, and yeah. if we find it worthy, we'll uh, we'll keep it as a ruling. And if we don't, then, uh, you know, we love you anyway. be butthurt about it. <laughs> yeah. And so this second darkness campaign, uh, the first book of which is written by uh, Greg A. Vaughn, among some others. A. Vaughn. Uh, uh, it is a campaign set in Riddleport, Varesia, which is the which is a con- a country in the continent of Avistan, it's which is actually where of, the Riddler's from. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Riddleport, the Riddler, he founded it and then Batman came, kicked him out and mm-hmm. so it went from more of a so we're a protecting, piratey town yeah. to a trade town. We're protecting yeah. Riddleport <laughs> from the Batman. Yes. Yeah. This is what it's it's this is Look, a Batman. We said campaign. it we said it was an adaptation, okay? Yeah. <laughs> JK and it's none of those things. Uh, what else do we need to know? I'm going to give you a little, uh, just kind of setting info. Hopefully you guys What is are... Riddleport if it's not where the Riddler lives? Well, I'll get my little information <laughs> thing up. I'm going to just use uh, some words straight from Paizo. So Riddleport in Varesia, in Avistan, part of the inner sea region of the world of Galarian. Yes. That is the brief zoom out of where we're, we're playing. Uh, Riddleport is in the uh, northwestern coast of uh, Varesia. It's like the last good port before you get up into kind of the more northern regions. Oh, uh, bad northern regions. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was a, a safe haven for pirates when it was uh, first developed. And as things progressed, as timelines progressed, it kind of became more and more of a trade hub and now we find it in a period where it's probably the most stable it's been just because there's an overlord now who is less of a pirate and more of a uh, he hired mercenaries to be his guards of this town instead mm. of uh, running super kind of lawless he's taking a more probably more probably lawful evil approach to running a town than just kind of a, a chaotic evil type everyone's militantly pirate. marching around yeah. as mindless drones of that ones would do yeah and that being said the town is set up similarly to other big cities uh riddleport is the third largest city in varesia uh home to about thirteen thousand people uh and instead of like noble houses or political parties controlling the the city it's controlled by crime bosses so uh uh, I'm gonna give you a little bit of actual description from Riddle, from Paizo to give this a, a better feel. They do say it best. Yes, this city is a solution for those who find a law of any sort oppressive and serves as a safe harbor for mercenaries, thieves, bandits, and pirates of all cuts. Tales of bandits ruling the streets, of muggings and murders taking place in the full light of day, and the riots and anarchy are popular. All these stories are popular among the nobles of Corvosa. 
Yet there is little truth to these tales, for the overlords of Riddleport are undeniably harsh in punishing those who would attempt to disrupt the civic function, although their civic function is more along the lines of the leaders or their, their personal gain. Instead of a law system, it's more like, hey, if you are doing things to disrupt my business, I am going to take you out. Everyone has private, like, special ops working for them. So it's, like, outside of everyone's bar. There's mm-hmm. got to be, like, a gang of seven security guards that's only working for them or mm-hmm. one of the other overlords. So there's not, like, a not like a government. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more like everyone's got law. Yeah, but there is an overlord, Kramarki, who is... He does have the most power in town. <laughs> other, uh, other crime lords, crime bosses have vied at his power here and there, but he's been able to maintain his control via the order that he's been able to uh, place upon the town with the Gendarmies that he has hired mm. as his as his bandit police. Sounds Mercenary police. It's real cool. You have to be brutal and very crafty smart to be able mm-hmm. to run a town like Riddleport. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Very true. Uh I'm going to give you a little information. So I'm going to kind of give you guys a little bit of information that our characters know because all of the characters that we're playing uh, at this moment have uh, all grown up in Riddleport. So they're very familiar with the, the people of Riddleport and the areas. So the main ruler of Riddleport, the Overlord, is named... If I can find it, I should know it off the top of my head. It's Gaston Kramarki. And then since he, he kind of runs everything, he gets uh, in uh, tithings and taxes from the people who come to harbor in Riddleport. But then they're, the crime bosses kind of control little parts of crime throughout the city. Like Avery Slegg, he has ties to the overlord. He... Uh, handles most of the smuggling operations that are coming coming in and out of the city. He has a good pull with the Overlord because of that. Uh, there's a guy named Varnal Spitface Crocmar, who mm. he is more the beggar master, low kind of crimes, pickpockets, little small-time thieves stuff. There's Boss Croat, who is an immense half-orc, who <laughs> he runs a, a lot of the uh, drug game uh, in Riddleport. So he yeah. also kind of works with Avery, but he is... I don't know, he controls most of the illicit trade and substances substances on the streets. To be expected from the half-orcs, am I right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Big dude. And he, I don't know, it's kind of fun to know that he only hires half-orc enforcers. Hmm. Might be a little spoilery, but One it's not might. really that big of a deal. One might. Uh, it's, it's common knowledge on the streets. Our characters all know this. Yep. Uh, com- just coming into the adventure. We also have a man named Clegg Zincher who runs the fighting pits and like is a part of, uh, he controls a lot of the legal and illegal workforce of the town. A lot of the, he is kind of a, a workers man uh, and also uh, controls the fighting pits. It's interesting how much code they have. There's a certain amount of respect between people. Mm-hmm even though they're lawless. Yeah, they're definitely still working together to get the most out of the town, but think of it like almost like corporations trying to get as much out of the people that they're selling to as yeah. possible mm-hmm. without, and they respect the overlap between some of the things, although there is definitely friction still happening. 
Uh, ooh, something that I should have mentioned, another note of, uh, of Riddleport before I get into this next guy. Besides being uh, a kind of bandit haven, pirate cove type, mm-hmm. type city, it also has a surprising amount of scholars and intellectuals. Because, fancy boys. Yes, fancy, fancy boys, girls. As, as, they're, as they're called. Huh. Uh, and that's due to the Cyphergate. The Cyphergate is one of the best preserved and kind of monumental, uh, maybe not monumental, but uh, Thessalonian monuments that have been found scattered all through Varesia. Uh Other notable ones being like the Bridge in Magnamar and the Lighthouse in Sandpoint. If you guys have heard of that thing. Hopefully you have. So because of the Cypher Gate being there, there is an order, the Cypher Mages, who have been dedicating themselves to unlocking the the Thessalonian secrets behind this monument. And um, it doesn't sound like it's going too good for them. But the uh, speaker of the order of the Cyphers and the most unlikely crime lord in town is Elias Tamerhawk. Uh, But don't be surprised by his... uh, fancy boy facade he has earned his right as a crime lord just as much as any of the other guys a lot of dirt under those pantaloons mm-hmm. and then dirt. we also have a man named Saul Van Kaskerskin who was at once a large player of the game but uh, now has uh, mm, he's fallen on some hard times and now he is uh, he just started up a local gambling hall and then the last, I guess there's two more uh, crime bosses. We have Sharafa Pomade. She's the high priestess of the Temple of Clistria. And therefore she is, besides being the patron of the hospitality industry throughout the, city's, uh, the, throughout the city, she's mm-hmm. also the Ooh. pretty much primary information broker that the city has. I heard that's the place to be. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes to spill their secrets there. And then the last... Uh, Probably the the leader of the smallest gang is uh, Zifris, who is uh, notorious for being a were rat gang. Kind of fun, kind of fun. That's kind of Riddleport and its major people at a glance. Is there anything else? I don't want to give like right. too much. We discover a lot more of the town and the the kind of key places that uh, that are there. Mm-hmm. in the podcast a little bit more, but I, I think that these are kind of just well-known just information bits. Is there anything else you guys can think of? Mm, no, it's like, a, well, I mean, the only other thing I'd add is it's, the town still has its separation. There are wealthy areas. Yeah. There true. are um, more poverty-stricken areas. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll dockyards. tell you a little, about, a little bit about the other uh, just areas. So like, what, how you're, what you're saying, the uh, Leeward District mm-hmm. is the nicer area. The Fancy it's, Boys. Yeah, even though this, the Cypher Gate is kind of on the uh, River side. District, but that's just because they're, they want to be close to like the base of the, of the Cypher Gate. But the more well-built structures are in the Leeward District. And then that kind of funnels and overlaps into the Wharf District, which kind of brings it a little bit closer to the coast. And the Wharf District at one point was kind of the thriving area, but has it has industrial. Yeah, it has kind of ceased to become such a thing because probably because the houses are uh, older, they've been around longer, have had more chance to uh, degrade, being right next to the coast and, and the waters and salt and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that further declines into the Rotgut District, which is notorious for having like 
rotted guts. The, yeah, it's it's the place you don't want to be at night in the town. Yeah, you're gonna probably besides just maybe stepping in mud up to your, I don't know, knees. You're <laughs> probably gonna get mugged there. You don't want to go there. But some people live there and they can't help it. You know, no shame on them. Such you know, life. Yeah. there's also the be that free coin district, which uh, is. I think it's most that area is mostly ruled by Cromarkey. He has started three uh, casinos up in that area and is slowly taking more and more business uh, across the Velishu River to the west side of it. Uh, that actually kind of might bring up just another little flavor point. Uh, the Velishu River splits uh, Riddleport not quite in half, but there's two sides to it, and there is notoriously no bridge across it. Yeah. You're one of them West Riverers. Yeah, exactly. There's that kind of prejudice. <laughs> East River. You fucking wrong side of the tracks, mate. <laughs> you live Get over, over that. that West Side. West Side stories. There's no train here, Bob. Stories over there. Yes. Gonna but, have to catch the one ferry out of town. Yeah. So there's only there's there's one main ferry that just brings people back and forth across the river because they they use the river as a buffer when kind of goblins and other kind of tribes like that came and attacked the town, they could get across the river and the goblins and stuff would have a very difficult time doing so. So only part of the city would get destroyed and, and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. A cautionary river. Yeah, that's... I think that's some good enough yeah. flavor into the that city like itself. Town, it might have even gone a little too far in some places. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe I told you guys how the story already ended. Hmm? Did you ever think of that? Mm. Maybe I have. Uh, yeah, I read the Don't book. Don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> you read the book? Wait, Shit. you read the book? <laughs> How dare you? You're fired. Uh, now I want to kick it off to my players oh, so they boy. can uh, tell me a little about themselves and uh, their characters as much as they would like to. Do we want to uh, roll for it to see who goes oh. first? You have yeah. a dice? <laughs> I, dice. I like to incorporate dice into as much things as possible. Same. Who's the dice? All right, I guess I don't need to roll. Shabbat shalom. Ready? Uh, low goes first or high goes first? Low goes first. Okay, be that way. Yeah. You guys don't want to talk. Seven. Nine. Well. Four. Nice. There it is. <laughs> Four it is. Uh, Kyle, please tell me about anything you want to say about yourself and your character. Take it away. Hello. I am Kyle Spurley. I've been playing tabletop RPGs. Right around the same amount of time as most of these fellas. Uh, sophomore year in college, I believe, is when we started. So yeah. this has been a uh, four or five year uh, podcast in the making, so you could say. Um, yeah, my character is Crow. The uh, He's a half-orc man, and he uh, I imagine he talks like this, but I don't remain in character <laughs> all that well. Yeah, but, same season. He's uh, he's a man of the sea, and he lives in the Raqqa district of Riddleport, so he's known to be not so wealthy, being a half-orc. But he uh, does what he can for himself to uh, further his own gains um, as he sees fit. And, uh, yeah, he likes to, uh, likes to put people in their place. He's... What's his class? He he is a... Oh, my God. He's an Inquisitor. There we go. He's an Inquisitor a half, of half who? Inquisitor. 
of Phrasma. Nice. Phrasma, the Lady of the Souls. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what's his last name? You have a last name. Crow Moonwave. Moon. Not to be confused with the half-orc Croat. Yeah. He is crow. He, he, is, crow. he yeah. is someone different. We didn't he didn't Kyle didn't know that Croat was a person when he brought when he thought of the name Crow. <laughs> I didn't, but it was a funny coincidence, especially since Croat is also a half orc. And I hardly yeah. thought about it till now. There you go. Right. Yeah. But I just I don't want our listeners to get confused. <laughs> Croat is the crime boss, Crow is the Hero of the story. Hero of the seas. Yeah, and does Crow live alone in the Rotka district? Crow lives with his mother in the Rotgut District. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, father's not a part of the picture. As it be. As it be, as it may. <laughs> and your and mother is what race? My mother is a human. So I am, I don't know if I said this, I'm a half-orc. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if I said it, cool. If not, now you know. Now I am. A uh, couple of little uh, things about Crow. He has one bad eye. He has an eye patch over it. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. got it got scarred uh, at his life at sea. Um, he loves to carry his falchion. <laughs> that's his uh, that's his weapon of choice. I believe Phrasmus as well, right? Is that why? No, Phrasmus no. is a sk- dagger. Or is dagger. it a dagger? It's a dagger. Sad. Dagger. I'm like ninety percent sure it's a dagger. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Look I, have, I have it up right here. <laughs> Pretty but, sure I've described it as being a dagger. <laughs> a dagger and a whippoorwill. Is there anything that uh, the players, the listeners, should know about Phrasma if they don't know anything? Well, Phrasma is sort of the keeper of um, death, you could say, or the keeper of souls, rather. And she kind of decides who goes where upon their uh, demise. Mm. She is a goddess who shepherds Galorians' recently departed souls to their final reward. Galarians. I'm Galarians. gonna say that just because we don't want to raise a stink in our session zero. <laughs> <laughs> what? Galorian? Galarian. Oh, did I say it? Sorry, Galarian. Not Galarian. Galarian. Sorry, I'm a bad reader, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. I pronounce things wrong for the first, well, probably throughout the whole thing, but I eventually catch some things halfway through, so we'll be, we'll, we'll be fine. Some strange spelling. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Reading things spell. versus hearing them for the first time in other places, you know how it goes. Yeah, right can, sorry, and, continue. Yeah, I guess uh, that's that's Crow's deal. He's just trying to find riches and um, and adventure along mm-hmm. this path. And I guess a little bit more about me. I'm just I'm an overall RPG fanatic. Um, you know, RuneScape, Elder Scrolls, <laughs> Skyrim, all that shit. That's since the dawn of RPGs. <laughs> since the dawn of RPGs, I've been interested in them. So this is this is really fun to get to play with my homies and uh, kind of stir up some trouble in the land of Riddleport. Yeah. Well, what was your uh, main RuneScape account? <laughs> my, <laughs> my main RuneScape account is level 102. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Ooh. Sauce yeah. boss. Getting it. <laughs> Uh, is that you good? Um, I, I think that's about it. Hell yeah. Uh, Eli, Michael, roll off. Oh, okay. Oh. I got a tasty 20. Ooh. A tasty 17. I'll go first. So, my name is Dane Blazarian. I'm playing Eli. Wait, no shit. <laughs> my name is Eli, and uh, I'm playing Dane Blazarian, an 18-year-old human investigator. Um, I have a fascination with chemicals. Uh, upon early age, I was huffing some weird things out of things, and uh, do you know, I just kind of 
kind of fell in love with the way things make you feel. Uh, I'm a very long-winded person in the show, so I'm going to keep this nice and short for you because you'll get to learn plenty about me. Um, but uh, I would just like to say that as a um, my mother is a works at the temple. I would say she's probably a cleric um, at the temple of Calistria, and uh, she works with Sharafa, and uh, they're pretty close together. So a lot of people in the town know me and know of my family. Uh, my dad's not necessarily popular because he's kind of a dick, but he is a seaman, so he's around the town, uh, <laughs> uh, as one would be. Many, many seamen in Riddleport. Um, so, yeah, I really... Especially at the temple. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> just come flying through there for their enlightenment. You got seamen flying everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this We're is a actually... a family-friendly podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is a family-friendly podcast. Um there's going to be some 18-year-olds getting into some shit in this, so uh, be prepared for that. And other than that, I'd just say that, uh, yeah, I started playing uh, RPGs. Well, I started playing Pathfinder four or five years ago in sophomore year as well of college. So, yeah, this one's about four or five years coming already, uh, coming for all the semen. And uh, then I played before that probably about four or five years as well uh, using D&D, mainly a lot of homebrew stuff growing up because, uh, you know, who likes to stick to the rules? But uh, we figured it out, and uh, it's definitely helped um, getting to roleplay again with more people and uh, being back into some new situations. So I hope you enjoy it. Yes. It is to note that Eli is the veteran RPGer. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it if you listen. At the table. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen, I'm a fucking I'm a loose cannon. I'm a wild card. I'm Funny an X Factor baby. Did you say who your dad works for? Uh. N- Slag? Slag. I was Avery. Like, he I was like, for Avery. Craig. Uh, yeah, Slag. Uh, Avery Slag was another. He's the crime boss. Uh, a crime boss? Yeah, he's Craig. the smuggler one. Yeah, so he's the smuggling crime boss. Uh, works on the ships and uh, goes out doing the looting. So my father wasn't necessarily the keenest person, but he did work with him. And uh, he doesn't show up often. So when he does, it's always a situation. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay. Yeah. We're going to throw it on over to Michael. Hello. The high roller. <laughs> hey, big 20s here. I'm Michael. I am also a RPG nerd fan. Lord of the Rings was my first love, and hey. it's progressed from there. Uh, yeah, I play Elyon, who is a... Elyon El- who? Elyon Thresh is her name. <laughs> And Elyon is a full elf who lives with her father, her human father, um, Pete Thresh. That is unheard of. It is unheard of. <laughs> her mother is out of the picture, and as far as she's concerned, uh, she's always been out of the picture. Of course, Elyon is a full elf living with a human male father knows that she was adopted or something happened there. But her mother is gone. Her father is a smith, and her father has... Uh, sort of always been a smith in town. Elyon follows her in that trade a bit, too. And um, they're sort of lower middle class. Yeah. They used to be upper a little more, um, but things in town change all the time. Uh, right now, their smithing business, at the time of starting the story, isn't doing as well as it has been, but they get by. Mm, yeah, they. I mentioned the wharf district, the, the Thresh's... Uh, blacksmithery whatever smithy yeah is in the wharf district so they've they used to along with how that whole district has has played out it used to be more active at the at pete's uh, smithy but as time progressed it business has has moved into the north part of town so 
he just has seen the decline parallel to that whole district seeing the decline. Yeah, and Elyon's at an age now. She's 18, where she's starting to make her own way, and she's seeing the way of the world and the way of Riddleport and figuring her place as well. She's a sorceress. She likes uh, magic. It just sort of innately comes through her, and it's it's been uh, an interesting journey for her to, to start to understand what is this power Mm-hmm. What is this magic that's coursing through my body? And so she she's pretty smart. She's got a high intelligence. Yeah. And she has a lot of interest in learning more. Hell yeah. But Ooh. she's from this sort of poor area where knowledge isn't, you know, knowledge is experience, not so much book read. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, and if I can chime in too, not only are we a family-friendly podcast, but if you listen, Elion has like the best coming-of-age story I've ever heard. She's an 18-year-old girl just trying, trying to find her way, you know? And it's yeah. So like if you're in Super if you're into that elf. type of thing, we're practically a young adult novel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sure. We can be. We're gonna. We're, our genre is young adult. Novel. Every time a vampire shows up, it's definitely glittery, yep. hot, stops cars from hitting. Hot and so. steamy. Mm-hmm. Chill, yeah. yeah. If you're trying to find your way, just look to Elion. Look yeah. to Dane. <laughs> Moral advice: We'll guide you. Yes. And Crow will be the opposite end of your scale. I'm going to stop deceiving you and tell you that this is probably not a family-friendly podcast. That's true. Just innately, Riddleport is not the most family-friendly of places, and we play off that. There's, I mean, language, fighting, yeah. situations. It's not a John Green novel. No. I'm not looking for Alaska here, boys. But hey, we, have, we still have fun with it. There's still, there's still fun and laughs and loves and, and tears and, <laughs> and yep. Oh. Like, just like... That we have a, we have a, a laugh track ready to go. Beep. <laughs> we also have a cry track. Beep. <laughs> this one's this one's my favorite. Boop. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, but yeah. All jokes aside, that's might be. What else we got? We gotta talk about you guys. Am I missing anything? Spaghetti. Mom, spaghetti. I'm nervous. Uh, I guess I could tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, like I said, I'm Allard LaRue. I, a I, wonderful GM. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> this is only, only Kyle clapped. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but basically started this. I got very into listening to actual play podcasts when I got a desk job and it was a, a good escape and I just really wanted and I I was really into how uh, how the the players that I was hearing really had a vested interest knowledge and yeah, interest in knowledge in the Pathfinder setting and so I thought a good way to trick my friends into getting uh, hooked on that too was to put some stakes into our games and start recording them and being a audio person me and me and Kyle have the same degrees in yeah. audio and we're all from the same college we all yeah have, let's shout that out Eli you, you are ass. what how would you describe your knowledge base what do you know do, knowledge base for this stuff oh I'd just be the I'd be the content creation king you know stream and your degree <laughs> was in was it journalism uh, yeah journalism and advertising so I'll, I'll sell this like a mother <laughs> yeah, yeah and I I have I'm a artist a studio art is sort of my background mm-hmm. so I approach mm-hmm. this from more of a visual base Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that will show up on maybe some other things that we do uh spoiler not alert (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and then i Um, kind of stole this from you i'm also an audio person having a degree in um 
what's my degree in the music industry and entertainment technologies. Mm, I already here we are. Two years later, three years later, I already forgot. With technology. Uh, yeah, yeah, we so graduated one year. Audio, audio person, all things sound, all things music, creation, production, voiceover, podcast. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. my jam. But who are your guys? My guys, guys are, are Beavis and Butthead. Nice. Choo-choo. Sweet. So yeah, being like avid gamers and like I'm a sound person and we all like to, we all have a, an interest an interest in story and, and the structure of it, telling people's stories, uh, actual play podcast just kind of checked all the, all those boxes really Definitely easily. Definitely role playing characters. Mm-hmm. A good time. It's and fun. we hope you have a good time. It's fun. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, maybe just some shameless plugging. You can find us on social medias at the Dice Crisis on just about everything. Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Discord, Tumblr, Discord, Tumblr, Reddit, Reddit. Jeepers. We have a Reddit. <laughs> Hit us up on Reddit maybe. so we can have a Reddit. <laughs> yeah, we'll maybe have a Reddit someday. Who knows if we're popular? Or not. If you all make one. <laughs> who knows by we'll now maybe you should just go check that url yeah but yeah we have these to interact we're and if you show love we want to show interact. love back we're gonna set up a patreon in the uh the near future for all of our friends and family and lovers mm-hmm. so we can get you guys all the content you deserve yes <laughs> no and all the talking you know what i mean we want to talk we want like, to yeah. we want to we wanna chat see what up we want to be friends yeah. we want to hit you up we want to no, don't we slide in our what... dms at supper time or something weird but yeah. like no you can i'll, I'll, eat, I'll uh, eat a good convo for dinner let's eat. do it mm, yeah, because convo supper one thing that is apparent when you start getting into pathfinder actual play podcasts it's like how cool the the community that forms around them is and mm-hmm. just how it, it just seems like the pathfinder community is just a fun community to be yep. in and everyone seems like genuine good people looking for a genuine either, good entertainment yeah, genuine good <laughs> entertainment escape from yes. reality all we are that very fun excited stuff. to throw our name into the hat so yeah. to speak the, the dice crisis <laughs> the dice crisis on everything on everything <laughs> okay yeah hey is that it, you guys? Anything else you want to say that to our beautiful. our future best fans in the world? That was beautiful. Y'all are beautiful. Yeah. I feel like we already gave them more than they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> Just kidding. right. Just kidding. But they deserve the world. Smash and our DMs. We want to give them the world of uh, Riddleport and Second Darkness and more to come in the future. We want We're excited see. to grow with you. We're excited to learn from you. We're excited to interact with you. This is going to be one of a time and that's enough rambling for us thank you for listening we hope that you continue listening to our podcast we've we just want to share it with you guys absolutely bye bye bye